Hello and welcome to Red Shirts, a podcast about Star Trek. I'm your host, Jake Donaldson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts today, Nathan, Captain Kirk Thomas, and Bennett, Captain Twerk Kavanagh. Without, without further ado, let's engage. first time i've won the comparison yeah i realized (laughs) i've realized nathan that um because uh, again listeners uh maddie isn't with us this year she's still uh this year (laughs) this week uh i know we've gotten a bit behind on the recording schedule but we're not a year out um but yeah maddie's maddie's away um still on her five-year mission uh i believe she's somewhere uh near uh the dagobah system at the minute um so uh we are joined again by a, go, a special co-host, uh, and I'm very excited. He's got—he's one of the co-hosts that you might have heard us talk about before, because he is the composer of our theme tune. Uh, it is uh, my friend and the excellent stand-up comedian Bennett Kavanagh. How are you doing, Ben? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, can I? Am I? Uh, are other people Captain Twerk as well, or am I the, <laughs> the first Captain Twerk that you guys have had? You're the first captain twerk. I um what I te- what I usually do for um <laughs> is when when it Maddie's is here. Put effort in. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do normally do that as well. <laughs> what what happened? Oh, I like you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, full, I bring full sass. disclosure. I bring sass. <laughs> full disclosure. At the start of the podcast, uh, I had her names written on an on the back of an envelope, uh, and I realised that I hadn't thought of a fun intro thing, so I just thought of the first thing that came to my head which was Captain oh, you Kirk riff, you just thought, well, as ever when we've got a co-host uh, we let them choose an episode however this marks uh, one of the first instances where we've had a guest on who is not a Star Trek fan uh, you're not a, a you're not against Star Trek you've just never seen it right is that correct that that's correct yeah I, I remember seeing because um, I think it was next generation was always on TV after something when I was younger Um Yes, I it was say, after The Simpsons. Was it after The Simpsons? Because I wasn't sure if that was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air spot. TNG oh. got massively syndicated over here. Yeah, it was on no, every channel that you could think of in I, the UK at right. some point. I think it went Simpsons, Fresh Prince, Star Trek Next Generation. And yeah. then when, when Star Trek wasn't on, it was Farscape, which is like a shit version of Star Trek with Muppets. Um, what, so Fascinating. <laughs> Why wasn't that earlier? I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> um, um, so the only, but, yeah, I've, I've seen snippets of bits of it. The, the one thing I can remember is seeing Patrick Stewart play a flute um, <laughs> or some kind of yeah, recorder on like a, a planet where he, uh, I can't remember what it was. Either he'd forgotten who he was or he was in some sort of time thing where he had to live like a lifespan on a planet or something. I don't know. He played the I flute. I mean, that sounds like every episode of Star Trek The Next Generation because <laughs> <laughs> oh, Next Generation ran for seven series but they've basically only got three plots and they just keep doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> looking, right. looking forward in our schedule there's a decent chance that will be the next episode we discuss that one as well because <laughs> oh, well. one of the guests is asked to do it oh. or it'll be the one after the next well look forward to that listeners when we uh, get some hot Picard uh, <laughs> fluting flute action <laughs> um, it was pretty good from what because, I 
<laughs> because uh, because Ben's never watched Star Trek and he didn't have uh, an episode that he could suggest, we've picked an episode for him. And uh, listeners, you will be happy to know that we have forced Ben Kavanagh to watch the episode of the original series called Spock's Brain. It's, <laughs> Which can I just say, because when we discussed it, Jake, Yes. We were like, oh, what episode should we make Ben do it on? We should get a silly TOS one. What silly TOS ones haven't we done? And I just went, oh, we could do Spock's Brain. And I was thinking, I was meaning like, yeah, that episode where they do Spock's Brain, but that's just what it's called. Like, I didn't yeah, realise yeah. that was the actual title. Yeah, it's called Spock's Brain. And it, but for, for context for Ben, right, this is this episode is sort of notorious for being the worst episode of Star Trek ever made. Um, really? Like, well, well, for kind of being the... the stupidest most like ridiculous it's the worst some people think it's the worst of TOS because it, it really kicks off they didn't renew it after this season and possibly we'll discuss why <laughs> <laughs> so um before we get too far into it and I ask you about what your uh, sort of thoughts are on the episode and all that kind of thing we'll uh, we'll have Nathan explain the plot to the listeners uh, so Nathan would you like to take it away and explain the plot of Spock's brain please I would. We begin with a probe floating through space and the Enterprise on red alert as it aims to intercept. The probe is not responding to any contact and Scotty says it's an interesting design while Spock says there's a single life form aboard. The life form which beams aboard turns out to be a beautiful woman in a skimpy outfit, because doesn't it always? Uh, she promptly <laughs> stuns the bridge, then the entire ship, she gives Spock some nice head pats and then the titles play. After the title sequence, everyone wakes up and Spock is missing. Turns out those head pats weren't as nice as we thought. Dr. McCoy uh, calls the captain to sickbay where Spock is. He's on complete life support and it's worse than that. Worse than him being dead. His brain is gone. It has apparently been surgically removed. Somehow Spock's body is perfectly fine. Kirk decides that as, um, Spock's body is apparently reliant on his brain, which just seems like a universal truth, uh, they will take <laughs> Spock with him. McCoy points out that, one, he can't restore Spock's brain, and two, Kirk, you have no idea where it is, but you do have 24 hours to find it. Kirk decides to pursue the alien's ion trail until Sulu loses it. Kirk determines via a terrible PowerPoint presentation where the alien is. This requires a lot of guessing and deduction, and Hera points out that the question is still, why would anyone steal the brain? <laughs> Kirk's away team is immediately spotted by a caveman when they beam down, and so the men-wielding clubs come to meet the men-wielding uh, phasers, which are set to stun. Kirk um, successfully stuns one of them, and the rest run away, and he explains he comes from a far place. Kirk's captives talk of the others, who give pain and delight. Also, it turns out the cave people have no women. He doesn't tell them much, and Chekhov scans and finds a dead and buried city. Kirk finds a storage place, which has signs of more advanced technology, so he calls for McCoy, who shows up with a Spock who he's remote controlling. Just to make this episode extra sensible is also creepy as fuck. Oh, as they it. go into the it. as they go into the cave, it turns into an elevator, and Chekhov heats up a rock to serve as a sort of fire. <laughs> Kirk and and team find a woman and knock her out in such a way that the camera upskirts her. The woman doesn't know anything about Spock's brain. It also makes it clear that sexually assuming the leader is a man won't get you anywhere. The woman is Luma, an eye morgue. Apparently, the people up top are more. Also, Luba is, has a childlike bra a brain, despite looking like a sexy lady. Um, Kirk picks up something on his commuter. It's Spock who talks to them. 
They set off, encounter the woman from before, who knocks everyone out again, because Kirk takes a moment to rant at her rather than doing anything. Anyway, Kirk is captured, dictates a captain's log, while unconscious somehow. <laughs> um, when they awaken, they are wearing green belts. The woman claims not to know anything about stealing Spock's box brain. In fact, she doesn't even know what a brain is. McCoy points out that they may not actually know. Apparently, the women serve the controllers, who they can't talk to. Kirk goes to his knees, based to be taken to the controller, who he thinks is Spock's brain. It doesn't work. He gets knocked out, and it's more dramatic than usual. Uh, once Scotty wakes up, he concludes the women have no way of en being engineering geniuses. I don't know how he concludes this, but he does. <laughs> Kirk has hilariously polite discord with his officers before agreeing to beat up, beat up the morgues, holding them captive. Uh, Kirk grabs a communicator, speaks with Spock. Spock does not seem optimistic about the situation, which, fair enough. Nonetheless, the Spock gives them a signal to follow, and so the plucky away team is off again. Kirk finds the controller room and uses her remote control Spock to deactivate the device that keeps incapacitating them. It seems that Spock's brain is being used as a biological life support for the whole complex. Uh, Kirk forces the woman in the control, control room to gain the knowledge of how to steal brain from the teaching helmet device that's in the room. I redrafted that sentence four times. No version is any more clear than what I just said. <laughs> 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 Turns out that uh, the woman has nicked Kirk's phaser. She threatens him. So Scotty pretends to faint. Kirk and the woman have a brief fight and then he nicks the phaser back. More debating about what to do happens. McCoy decides to use the knowledge-giving device to learn how to fix Spock and his brain. Um, McCoy seems to then have a better idea of how to do the whole brain-nicking thing. We see McCoy behind a glowy screen. There is a race against time as McCoy begins to lose his surgical knowledge. Spock awakens mid-operation and begins to guide McCoy through the process <laughs> of putting his brain back. Spock wakes up, starts lecturing about the whole male-female schedule. Everyone laughs at Spock being mouthy, and we just ignore the consequences of everything that just happens as everyone laughs at the credits roll. <laughs> Thank you right. very much, David. Well done. <laughs> wow, that was, yeah, that, that was always spot on. That was, that, was, that was pretty succinct, <laughs> given what happened in that episode. It's, I mean, I'd, uh, this episode's stupid as fuck, right? It's such a stupid episode. Um, there's so many ridiculous quotes in it and ridiculous moments and all of the campy 1960s stuff that we expect from TOS. Um, so, mm. first of all, what I want to know is what uh, Ben's first... Uh, first impressions were having never watched any Star Trek before yeah. uh, and being exposed to it like this. Well, I, I, I had a bit of trepidation going into it because I knew, you know, 60s, uh, it's going to be very old, don't expect too much from it. Um, and maybe because I was at a quite a low point with that, I actually had quite a good time watching this. I did. I <laughs> oh, did, well, good. Yeah. I did enjoy it. It was, I think, I absolutely laughed out loud at the very point where... <laughs> I did, in my mind, he looked at camera and said, "His brain is gone." Yeah. yeah. Well, the, like <laughs> at that the, point, I was like, "Oh yes, oh yes." <laughs> the the best bit the, the the best bit about this episode is the fact that um, what's it called McCoy's actor, whose name has gone out of my head, I'm definitely going to edit it in so that I know who he's what his actual name is. No, let let the trackies McCoy. know. McCoy. Yeah. Forest DeForest Kelly. DeForest Kelly. Cool. The best bit about this is that DeForest Kelly takes this episode seriously when blatantly no one else is. So he <laughs> acts his scenes with real 
acting conviction, which is, you know, a, a real strength of his. But um, <laughs> then you've got you've yeah. got bloody Shatner just overacting to to a, the ridiculous extreme. And, There's so uh, much overacting from Shatner in this episode. I love it. There are rumors that the scriptwriter, who was kind of annoyed with the direction the executives were taking, submitted a joke script to say, <laughs> like, just kind of be like, "Fuck you." I mean, you know you might as well print this if this is what you're going to do. And then they did. <laughs> and then he was like, ah, shit. Oh, what, the, whole, the whole episode was a joke. <laughs> well, like, no one's ever been able to confirm this, but there is a persistent rumour that the scriptwriter was unhappy and submitted a parody script to kind of make a point about, oh, you know, the kind of Star Trek they were making. And the producers were just like, yeah, this seems good. Let's keep this. But... But it's never been nailed down exactly. Right. What it was, it why was really... or what it was about. So, so there is some skepticism as to whether that's true. I mean, I've got it, to say, it, it makes sense because <laughs> I was going to say it, it, it's, it's a bold start to the series, isn't it? Yeah, this is the series opener. This is series three, episode one. It's like, oh, what, what I, have we I'm not excited. covered so far? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited um, to see Star Trek's back. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was written by Gene L. Coon, who who's written a lot of Star Trek uh, by this point, and a lot of good Star Trek as well. Yeah, but the um, the, the thing. The, Gene Elkoon didn't want his name associated with it, so the name on the uh, oh. on on the episode is different. Um, but it's actually just an anagram of his name, so it, it's it, it's like uh, G Corin or something like that. You know, I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, so, Ben, what uh, have you got any sort of um, specific favourite points from the episode that you'd um, like to bring up? Oh yeah, when you mentioned fam- uh, favourite lines, uh, I did yeah. like "Science Will Triumph." I thought, that, <laughs> yes. I thought that was a great little moment when they when they because they really hammed up that scene because they you know they're yeah. locked away they've got these um they got one of the cavemen guards who I think they're a species who are supposed to be bigger than humans but in, they're supposed to be but they're not. <laughs> just exactly the same size they're, ob- they're obviously played by humans so they just <laughs> there's to a go, real like... problem with the way we consume TOS now because I mean I assume you've done this as well Ben but if you go on any of the streaming platforms that have it they're showing mm. the enhanced touched up editions which is fine they're a lot better yeah, yeah. Um, you can see what's going on um, which you can't <laughs> but they've done wider angles and better shots so there's a lot of stuff that they could have implied with camera angles but they just can't now because you can <laughs> yeah. see the entire set it's just and the fight scenes are particularly bad for it because what yeah. the the use of stuntmen like every TOS fight scene once you start looking for it it's like oh there's the stuntman there's the stuntman there's the stuntman and I reckon this fight's gonna end soon because that's William Shatner (laughs) (laughs) yeah because because they were all made to be watched on tiny little screens where you couldn't make out anyone's face properly so like yeah so on Netflix they have um, it in 4.3 I think so they try and keep that yeah exactly sort of squash thing and you you can see but I I love that scene as well where they're just like does science does science provide an answer? I believe it does. <laughs> yeah, because it's a good yeah. like, two minutes before they're like, because the, they realise I'm going to have to punch this episode. guy in the face. And it's a good th- two or three minutes before they actually do it. Just up until <laughs> yeah. then they're going, hmm, what kind of science can we do here? But, and then he just beats him up. 
Which feeds it. into this whole idea this episode might have been a deliberate parody, because there is a lot of in Star Trek just like, oh, I prefer a diplomatic solution. Punch. Yeah. <laughs> my my favourite bit in the episode is um, yeah. just there's there's a proper Spock, uh, there's a proper Kirk moment in it where he's being like, like just sexist Kirk like he always is, where he, uh, where one of them goes, um, pain and delight, he said above. I'm sure you noticed the delight aspect. And then Kirk goes, oh, yeah. yes, I certainly did notice those delightful aspects. And I'm like, are you talking about tits? Is that what you're talking about? Wait, did he actually say I'm that? I'm pretty sure you're talking about tits, Kirk. <laughs> Yeah, can I? Yeah, he says. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. I certainly did notice those delightful aspects. Jesus Christ! So, can I ask, as 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 a new person to the original series, is it always that sexist? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just just checking in. Okay. Um. Essentially, yes. I think, um, as far as I was aware, uh, there are better and worse episodes. I think this is about. Average, would you say, Jake? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Maybe I mean, a bit worse. Like, we if it's a scale where 10 is its most sexist episode and 1 is its most progressive, this is probably a 6 or a 7. Yeah, there, there is an episode that's much worse than this, which I, I suggested we got you to watch, and then uh, Nathan mm-hmm. very sensibly pointed out that we probably shouldn't do the sexism episode uh, when there's three straight white men talking to, uh, to a cat. Me, I'm not straight. Uh, I know you're not straight, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just want, I, I just want my, my diversity points this month. <laughs> I'm renewed my membership card. It does get, it gets in some places more sexist and in some places it's more progressive. And we talked about this quite a few times on the podcast about mm-hmm. how there are very progressive things about the original series. Um, and it was, you know, the first ever interracial kiss on TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then there mm. is also still, it is still a product of 1969. So it's like, there are, there there are going to be dodgy bits in it that you can't help. Like, yeah. So, so I don't know how sexist uh, Star Trek is normally. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the main plot points in what I'm going to call the third act of the episode <laughs> was basically a lot of manhandling of women. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot of manhandling of women, and then people saying things like um, they couldn't possibly have the intelligence to be able to create this kind of thing. And like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. they what they mean is like this: this civilization is uncultured. But what it comes across as is they're they're women, so they can't possibly yeah. do anything. Yeah, I was going to say it seems like a really major plot point, and it, it's mainly directed at well, obviously their primitive brains can't understand this. And you're like. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's not a yeah. um, it's not the most progressive yeah. of bits. No, oh, also, <laughs> but like this is one of the weird things about TOS that I find all the time is that they do some really progressive things, and the writing seems to be leading to it. I mean, not in this episode, but in general, <laughs> um, towards progressive things. And then quite often you have the um, just what seems like a random executive inserting a line just to reassure the 60s audience that we're not being too progressive now. Like, <laughs> after a whole episode dealing with, like, issues around racial equality and when we've seen Ahura be, in, you know, on the ship in charge and so on and be explicitly stated to be the third, like, in command, you get lines like, well, I'm not sure I'm used to a woman commanding a spaceship. And it's like, we've seen women captains in this series a lot of <laughs> times now. <laughs> like, you know, come on. Yeah. It is very weird. Actually, very um, weird. 
Actually, Nathan, while I remember, uh, there was one issue that I had with your summary of the plot. Oh, well, uh, I've never been challenged before. It, it's, it's a small, yes. it's a small yes, one. Yes, Ben. It's a Bring small one, but it's, it's, it's to do with the end bit where you said it was. Um, she has the brain put into her, and then she's holding the gun. It's like it's going to kill. And then you said, what was it? After a short struggle, they get the phaser back or get well, the gun yeah, back. Well, yeah, Scotty faints. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that, wasn't that struggle just Scotty going, oh, pretending to have a stomach ache, and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the guy going, what? And then Kirk goes, oh, I'll have that gun, please. Yeah, it it was, it, 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 that was classic TOS. Uh, <laughs> is, like, is that pretty normal? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No. like like there being a really shit reason for them because they've they've they're writing it and they go, oh yeah, it would be good if we had the woman hold a phaser up that's set to kill, and then they go, oh, but we need to get out of that situation somehow, uh, and we don't have the budget to do any sort of big exciting thing or the time to have any kind of actual de-escalation. So what we'll do yeah. is we'll get Scotty to do a weird noise like he's just done a fart, and then and then in the con- and that will confuse the lady. Uh, and, and in the confusion, Spock will grab the gun out of her hand, yeah. and she won't in any way uh, be terrified or jump and accidentally press the trigger and kill everyone, which is what I yeah. think would actually happen, right? Yeah, I mean, like, why? And then what immediately happens? What a after stupid that is... scene! Actually, I'm just thinking about it. What a stupid, stupid no, idea! No, but it's stupider, Jake, because the whole thing this glosses over, like. Okay, so I don't think the Prime Directive applies here because they've got space travel right. But I'm pretty sure what Kirk does in this episode is doom an entire civilization and piss off. Yeah, that's what Kirk does. Like, I'm not saying what they did was right, but there's no effort to, like, be like, well, you're on an Ice Age planet. You can't run this without a physical brain for some reason. Let us keep our, you know, world-class engineer around so that he can try fix a system that will help you mm. or anything. He's just like, no, I want my brain back. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, just gives the them a, he just gives them a history lesson and then fucks off. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the <laughs> that's, end of the episode. It's yeah. a very Kirk thing to do, though, because we know in, in the Wrath of Khan film, he just leaves a load of people on a planet and yes, fucks off. Oh, right? like, in any <laughs> other TOS episode, what would happen is there would be some serious like debate about... like. Like, halfway through the episode, Kirk would find this out, and then there'd be, like, Captain's Log, I'm faced with a difficult decision. If Mm. I rescue my first officer, then I doom an entire civilization. Can I make that choice? And then they find some (laughs) shitty third way out of it. But, like, like, but there's none of that. He's just like, yep, I'm good with this, I don't care about you, I want my my boyfriend back. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a shame Maddie's not here, because Maddie's a huge fan of uh, the... Spock Kirk relationship and uh, mm. about how so there's for Ben's benefit there's a lot of um, there's a lot of online communities that are really into the idea of Spock and Kirk being in a gay relationship and like mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. the fact that that Kirk will is willing to essentially uh, destroy an entire civilization in order to save his best friend slash lover is one of the most sort of like it's it's one of the yeah. most lovely exciting kind of like loving actions that you could do but also at the same time is fucking insane <laughs> like but yeah it's, it's a very um it, it's it's not a very logical move but yeah yeah exactly there's, there's no like, need for him to actually go down to and it, if it was you know any, any other institution or like an, an army or something they'd just be like okay shame we lost a good man yeah. today 
exactly. instead of like, let's search I, his, the galaxy for his brain. Well, also, <laughs> exactly. on the search like, for the galaxy bit, right? <laughs> yeah. This is another thing that really pissed me off, right? <laughs> they all act like he's got to guess, and it's like, if we guess right, it's like, okay, if we imagine that you can search a planet with the size of party you sent down... <laughs> <laughs> but you have the manpower to do that many times over in that ship of yours and the ability to scan all of these places like you don't need to guess when you've got a spaceship like that you can search all three you can pick all three but I mean is is everyone on that spaceship qualified to turn a rock hot and then <laughs> and then put your hands next to it for what I guess is going to be five six hours maybe <laughs> That's my favourite bit of the episode because they're like, oh yeah, we might as well be comfortable. And you're like, just beam back up to the ship. You've got a fucking spaceship. Like, yeah, why do they have to stay there? They don't. There's no reason for them to. There's no reason for them to even be there in the first place. No. I don't know why the script calls for them to be there. So I guess like, it's like there's a, there's a trap here. So we got to spring the trap and then go up. Um, I guess you stay here and... Be here. What, what, no, what do you say? As a liaison back to the ship. Yeah, but what? What kind of a? What are you liaising with? The fucking rock. <laughs> Still not here. <laughs> Still not made it back. If, he, if he'd made it back, he would have been back onto the ship, so you would have known. But yeah, just like, giving you an update. Check off. Check off to. Uh, Check off to Enterprise. Uh, just a quick update. Still not heard from Captain Kirk. Uh, rock is still hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I liked Chekhov in this because it, it was nice getting to see um, a, a Russian character in something who's uh, doing something that I actually uh, agree with for once. Which <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> just because he's Russian, yeah, I get. Just because he's Russian, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> do you do you think Rush, Do you think Chekhov would be pro Putin or not? No. <laughs> I, I guess... think Chekhov would be pro-war. <laughs> well, no. I'm guessing P Putin would be the equivalent of... Uh, oh, oh, God, I was trying to say one of the Star Trek monsters, and I forgot that the... Crypt, monsters? Crypt, 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 no. Um, no. That's, that's Superman. Zygons? No, that's Doctor Who. Klingons? Um, <laughs> Klingons, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my contribution. Carry on. Oh, bit, cl the no, comment section is going to be angry at someone that isn't us for once, Jake. Uh, yeah, um, I know, that's, I'm quite... You know what, bring it on. Bring it on, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Send it my, yeah, what, it's, what, it's like a, a toddler just kicking my shin. I can take it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Set your phasers on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, when Kirk first got to the planet, he said, set your phasers to stun, and then they stunned a man, and then they walked off into a cave, and he says, right, set your phasers to stun. And it's like, you haven't... <laughs> You haven't done anything else in between those two. But you don't need to redo the phases. Yeah, but they were all on rock heating setting, obviously. <laughs> I, I love that that's a setting that they have as well. Like, like why, why would you... At what point did... Because someone has obviously tried that once and gone, oh yeah, I can heat up a no, rock with this. Jake, it's a really common thing in, uh, in TOS. What, that they heat up rocks? No, they do it no all reason. the time. No, I'm not even joking. What? This is... A thing. This is Memory Alpha rock <laughs> heating. Right. Um, why, is this, why have we never seen this before on the podcast? Right. Yeah, but like, it. I mean, okay. The right. Um, I've got very distracted because when I went on the Star Trek uh, wiki, 
the page that has the relevant information is rock, and the first picture is um, basically Kirk holding a giant rock dildo. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what? <laughs> no, I'm not. Ju- All right, I'll put this into our chat, and you two can establish this for yourselves. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Let's have a look. The 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 first picture on that article. Okay. Let's have a look. Let's just see what horrible link you've just sent me. <laughs> what the? And it has the caption. The caption just says Kirk holding a rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the most it, it, it's the most yeah. phallic rock ever. Of course, that's not a rock. This is a rock. But like looking <laughs> through, looking through the um, oh my god, the phaser settings on on the same thing. Uh, settings thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen are all different levels of heating. Um, there are fourteen. <laughs> there are there are at 16. least. <laughs> Oh what are some god, of the other what are some of the other settings then? If you so th- there's three dedicated to just heating. Up well, there's three stun settings. <laughs> right, why, do you, why do you need three stun settings? Surely you're either stunned uh, or you're not stunned. Right? No, you need light stun, uh, which causes a, a loss uh. of consciousness for up to five minutes. Medium stun for five to fifteen minutes, and heavy stun to render someone fully unconscious for usually around an hour. It's right, one of them just being like heat up metals. Um, it's one of them being stunned at like good fashion. There's thermal effects one and two, <laughs> and then there's explosive. Oh, so so there's only two heating settings because the the heating that I was looking at before is uh, for shielded matter. Do you think any of them have ever used it like for like household chores? Like, like oh, almost certainly. Do you think? Oh like, yeah, you know, you'd, like you'd, how... you'd turn the heating on, wouldn't you? Well, you wouldn't need to. You've got you've got a special heated rock that you could, you just everyone. Yeah, why they surely they've <laughs> they've gotten rid of the need for central heating in the future because everyone's got a magic mm-hmm. stick that can yeah, make a rock. I found the, I found the relevant section of the article though. The phaser could be used to heat rocks for warmth, and as a reference to this episodes where that is done is. Uh, the Enemy Within, A Private Little War, Spock's Brain. Mm, so this yes. is the last appearance of rock heating in TOS. <laughs> before we get TNG, The Final Mission, Voyager, uh, Partrician, and uh, DS9, Rocks and Shoals. So there you go. Well, it's, it uh, sorry, it's in DS9, Rocks and Shoals. Is, is that an entire episode just about warm rocks? Is it? Is it? Uh, it's about them being, they get marooned. I, um, I, I would, if I, if I had a magic gun that heated things up for me I would like I'd be randomly walking around like just giving people warm bums like making <laughs> making them think that they've pooed themselves what? on the street just walk around shoot someone surreptitiously like and then you see them go oh shit <laughs> that's, that's your first thing you do is it that's the first thing I do yeah that's, that's the first thing that came to your mind when you thought a gun was is, you know, yeah, if not, I, not if like, I had, you know, help people who, are, you know, can't afford their heating, um, you know, go no. to a council estate and sort of, you know, maybe help no, them run their No, I'll be honest with you, Ben, it's you want mostly to make pranks. Think they get themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's mo- most I've got of the time my, of the yeah. podcast, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it, generally, if... If any, in any hypothetical situation, if someone says like, "Oh, if you, what would you do? If you, what kind of superpower would you have? What would you do if you could go back in time? Any of things, I, yeah. I would never do the thing that would actually be beneficial to me or society. <laughs> I would do something that 
would get a laugh, essentially. Oh, you're every superhero comedy in the in the first act, basically. Of sort of when yeah. the person gets gets their power. You're you're Bruce Almighty, is what you are. <laughs> when you got I am Bruce Almighty. <laughs> I, that yeah, first bit you I don't do. take it seriously at all. Yeah. If you, like right. So like Yeah, but Jake know, could never learn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I I would I'd get God's powers and then I'd go around and I'd make my wife's boobs bigger and all that stuff and I'd uh, yes, you yes. know whatever what the other things he does I'd I'd make the the cat, I'd make the dog not wee on the floor in the house and all those kinds of things. Um and then someone would come up to me and be like Oh, I'm homeless and I need help. And can you make my life better? And I'd be like, No, but I can make you look like you pooed yourself. Boom! And then that's the noise it makes, by the way. Boom! That's my, when, my when God you powers noise. Quick fact about this this episode. Um, uh, this yes. episode is Go, the only get, get one us back of, on track. Uh, of TOS with a main character's name in the title, and there are 15 title drops and 21 additional uses of the word brain besides that. Uh, <laughs> you'd want to know. It's, okay. It's such a. There's so many like random quotes where it's it's like you know that that I when you hear the name of the movie in the movie and you're like. Well, he said the thing. That's the name of the film, right? It's it's yeah. like that. So many of that in this episode where they're like, "But we've got <laughs> to find Spock's brain," and it is like you said, Ben. Like it feels like everyone's looking at the camera as they say it, like it's the office or something. <laughs> Honestly, just that moment when you're like, "I've I've heard what this." I mean, I came into this knowing what the title of the episode was going to be, and I thought, "Yes, yeah. say it. Come on, say it." <laughs> There's so many of them as well. Like yeah. the, the first one's the best one. The um, the, the bit where it, they go, his brain is gone. <laughs> yeah, that was just had to give a standing ovation on my own. Just yeah, I was like, oh, there's there's so many sort of lines that are just like, um, when they were written, you can tell the writer thought, oh, this is so dramatic. This will be really like scary and and like it'll create so much tension. But when you <laughs> actually hear them, they they're like so stupid that they they just don't they just make you laugh like well, there's a bit where yeah check uh where, where someone says um what if you guess wrong captain i think it's Chekhov says what if you guess wrong captain and then kurt goes if i guess wrong mr spock is dead spock will die <laughs> yeah that's like there's so much of that particularly in, like in the last scene as well there's so much repeating of we or even even just any time they have a conversation, they say we need to do surgery to get Spock's brain back, and then he uses interrogation <laughs> skills on a on a woman, just saying, <laughs> uh, you tell, "Tell us." You go, "No," and then Bones will go, "Yeah, she's telling the truth," and they go, "All right, I'll try this again from a different angle," and then <laughs> ask her again, and then Bones is James, Jim, stop it. <laughs> no one ever calls him James either. Is it? I think. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't he, Kirk wouldn't be as much of a dick if people full named him more. Like James. Like you, Like when your mum gives you, you, like goes full middle name when she's telling you off when you're little. Like if if mm. people did that to Kirk, he'd be a little bit less big. Big. He's not. He'd be. He'd be taken down a peg or two. I think he needs, which he needs. Because he thinks he yeah. can get away with it. He thinks he can get away with destroying an entire civilization just to save his boyfriend. So, well, if you do, uh, yeah, do the private school method and just do surname all the time. That's very demeaning. Oh yeah, that's true. You, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you would know as well because you went to a posh. Oh, school, a big old posh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, what have I done? 
Sorry, sir. Ben, <laughs> ben went to the same school as Nigel Farage. I did. <laughs> I did. And uh, we try and scrub that from our memories. <laughs> As did, you get, did he ever come in to do like a talk or he anything? He did. Yeah. He came to our school. <laughs> yeah. I remember asking him a question about uh, whether, whether he thought um, putting Nick Griffin on question time was a good idea. <laughs> oh, that, that, what did he say? Well, annoyingly, he gave just well, he gave the politician's answer, which was annoyingly sort of a good answer, which is just saying <laughs> uh, we should have a have him on so you can debunk what he believes in and all that. Um, yeah, right. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, you. Can, I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I kind think... of why we've got you on this. What <laughs> 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 to air my horrible opinions about? About yeah, women so, and warming up rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a fun fact about the episode, if you would like a fun fact about the episode. Sure. Mm. Um, so the original script had a load of things in it that weren't that didn't make it to the final version, right? Um, oh, fun. I always love these. And so one of them is that in the final scene, uh, so originally there was no... The, the teacher thing wasn't involved in the script in any way and there was no like sort of uh, magical transfer of knowledge for Bones it was just going to be mm. he he just witnessed some new techniques while on the planet and then was able to do them combined with his own skills <laughs> and as a result he doesn't quite get it right and so when he, he rebuilds Spock's brain he, he mixes up some of the um some of the connections so oh. th- in the original in the original script the end of the episode uh Spock has this whole thing where um when he uh, when he wants to sneeze he laughs and like it, it it's like this weird comedy ending where like he's got all these things that he can't that he, he tries to do one thing and he does another thing like you know he, he tries to walk and he ends up like flapping his arms around or something like that <laughs> and, and, and I feel like that would have been a better ending than the one we got which was essentially just <laughs> the ending which was just brain surgery is easy yeah. <laughs> well, as we and know, the glowing ben, suit I, is like I've removed the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, hey, can you? Um, he goes through it really precisely. So he's like, "Okay, Bones, can you do um, do that one nerve ending that is just for my right forefinger? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, then can you go for the one that's specifically for my wrist? Yeah, that'll do. Uh, the elbow one should be next to that. Yeah, do that, and I think we're good. All right. The, there's that. There's that quote where when he first learns the knowledge from the teacher, and then he goes. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. A child could do it. A child could do it. Mm. And you're like, could a child do it? it I feel like it's not the, the secret to being able to do brain surgery. In isn't just something that all the other scientists have just mm. overlooked, and a child could work out easily. Well, maybe they're it, small it probably, hands. Maybe it would. Maybe that will help them. Oh, you think that's what you were saying? You think it was? It was. Uh, it was <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he was saying. I think it was. Um, just, can you imagine a child doing brain surgery on somebody? You'd be like, "What?" <laughs> I, I mean, I would love to see it. It would be great. Yeah, and that, that's what annoyed me about this episode. I didn't get to see any of the brain surgery there. <laughs> they just put up a big, what, like a thing they did for his brain in an opaque thing, so they'd never have to make a brain prop. Yeah, like, yeah. There was a lot of effort but, expended but, to not show a brain in this episode, and also put his hair brain. back on perfectly afterwards. <laughs> which is handy that's a really good point at no point does he have like a weird kind of bald patch or anything I would have appreciated the, them doing it as an episode if they put one fucking bit of effort into actually making it look like he'd had brain surgery 
The other thing yeah. as well is that, that we know they have prop brains already they could have used because they've used them in an earlier episode. As a, They had a villain that was just a, bla- a brain with lights on it. So, <laughs> Oh my God, why didn't I watch that one? <laughs> we did it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago or months ago and it's one of the most stupid things that I've ever seen that had a lot of, oh, uh, fantastic. Sort of weird phaser usage in it as well where like <laughs> things got just warmed up for the sake of warming them up just brilliant uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about the episode Ben that you've uh, noted down um let's see um something Oh, did I did I mention about the remote control Spock? No, no we, we haven't no. discussed remote control Spock. Yeah, because as far as I was aware, the, the controls that he had were walk forward <laughs> and grab woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they do use him to regain control. Yeah, over them and he's got. <laughs> you can see there are like three buttons on it. I don't think you find out what the third one is. <laughs> but one of them is walk forward and also to the left or right or just wherever Spock needs to go at that moment. Um, and then the second button is just grab. Yeah, there's grab woman, and then one of them that specifically press button on woman's arm. Which <laughs> well, what he's <laughs> essentially is he's one of those grabby machines that never gets the teddy bear. That's what Spock is yeah. for this episode. <laughs> Except he does. It's the one time one of those machines pays out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you win the control. Oh, actually, that was another thing I was going to ask. Um, yeah. So I don't think I've quite understood the plot for this one. The <laughs> really you can't say this this very simple plot. Um, so the controller is Spock. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, the controller is Spock's brain. Is Spock's brain, um, yeah. and that's what made this civilization so advanced. Well, no, I think they okay. Had that's a where I fall on before. that. They had a system before, and then they are like now too stupid to maintain it. So they put, or like they need Spock's brain to repair the one that broke. I think. Yeah, right. Because so, so, I was going to ask, so, how did uh, Spock's brain initially get taken? Um, yeah, I mean in... it's not that clear. Uh, yeah. The, it, they never say that. That is just what I guessed. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> right. they sort of. They sort of skirt around giving you any actual details of what happens but they <laughs> as far as i can tell the, the there was somebody on the planet who was very clever and created all of the systems and then and said i'm going to sort all of this out for you and and put his brain into the machine or whatever it was mm-hmm. and he, he was the the he, he was the controller and then that controller died and so they had to find a new controller and, that, that, and but, so they picked if, Spock. But if that happened, how how were they able? Did they know he was dying, and his last wish was, or his last command was to get a new brain? Because <laughs> he can't have well, died, and then they had to look for a brain. Because then there's a gap of there being yeah. no brain. I mean, the main the main thing that I don't understand is how they found Spock. How did they know about Spock, and why did they choose to go and get him? Like, why couldn't they have like? Got yeah, another, uh, like a brain from somewhere else. Like, why does it have to be Spock's brain? These are the kinds of questions that, that should, should have, have been, been raised <laughs> some sixty years ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I should have asked this in the writers' room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that there's there might have been a writers' room for this because if, <laughs> if, if if this if this was written in a room that had an actual writers' room and it wasn't just written by one disgruntled employee, then. 
a lot of these things wouldn't have happened. There would have been a lot of people who would have gone, actually, do you think do you think it's a bit mental to have an entire episode about a man having his brain taken out? <laughs> like, it's such a stupid premise. For, can you imagine the pitch when well, Gene Alcoon so, went in so to speak to Gene Roddenberry and was like, if, right, if, I've got an idea, right? You know, you know, brains, yeah? What if you could take them out? <laughs> well... Like, I saw someone online trying to defend this by going, like, it was very much in the zeitgeist when this episode was written. Talking <laughs> what, brain surgery? Trans- what, yeah, brain what? surgery and organ transplants. And oh, yeah, I we forgot about all what? of those people who had their brains taken like, out in the 60s. Yeah, but, like, okay. So, <laughs> like, lobotomy. Yeah, well, it was no, a trend, no, no, no. wasn't it? So, like, pet rocks in the 70s. Right. I, I want to make it clear, I'm not so in making Star Trek, this you point. could have had a hot um, pet rock. The... the <laughs> The the argument was that like, bra- organ transplants of any kind were fairly new, and people were starting to speculate in speculative fiction what you might be able to achieve with organ transplants. However, mm. I don't think that justifies really fucking anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like what's in the zeitgeist to like now? What what what's culturally relevant now? It still doesn't lead to like insane plots like this like it's not really a justification yeah exactly it's like that there's not like tng was coming out in the 90s there's not a tng episode about a tamagotchi it's like (laughs) i was was gonna say yeah the model equivalent is what tiktok yeah it's just mad to think the comparison is tiktok or brain surgery there is, I mean, there there is Star. There's a thing called Star Trek Short Treks, which happened, which is on at the minute, which is kind of like the TikTok equivalent of Star Trek. It's like shortened versions of Star Trek episodes. Like oh. TikTok is shortened versions of YouTube videos. It's well, so they, it's all, what ten seconds long. Well, no, they're, they're like like fifteen minutes rather than an hour, but like it's it's still the same concept. It's taking a big thing and then put making it into a small digestible thing. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, because this, this was an hour, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was a full hour of your life you're never getting back, Ben. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> no, you I, know what? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as an episode. Yeah, I episode. think you can... I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you can legitimately enjoy this episode of a fa- as a farcical comedy. Like, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> like the Guardian of Forever episode or any of the other, like, really high-hitting Star Trek of its best. <laughs> But it's hilarious and a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Like it's not mi- it's not miserably shit like um, like uh, these are the voyages, is Jake or yeah, that was bad. Um, yeah, like it's not just it's, it's not a not, bad not... piece of TV. Like because it's boring mm. and plodding and rubbish. Like the plot moves along fairly quickly, and you sort of you know you if you if you get on board yeah. with it, you kind of can go oh well this is kind of fun it works exactly um, i understand but, everyone's motive i understand what's trying to be achieved um yes exactly and, and they end they end on a funny line so i'm like what more <laughs> what more can you ask for you know? <laughs> yeah exactly they just say um, I, I forgot to do the speech center i thought that, that's 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 good that's, <laughs> well done lads <laughs> a lot of tos ends on like a funny jaunty joke and then you like you feel like they should all jump in the air and freeze in midair, and then the credits should start rolling up. The, yeah, the, it like felt very um, Animal House. It felt very Garth Marenghi at that point. Yes, well, I think I I always wonder whether Garth Marenghi had uh, was influenced by old Star Trek in the same way it was sort of by yeah, the Twilight Zone and stuff like that. Because um, it, 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 there's so much of that kind of thing in it. 
That, yeah, I just mean, trying to end on a really real light tone. Just make sure it's all in a good place before you move on to the next program. Yeah, it, yeah. What what yeah. I like about the ending is that it's been written for for there to be a funny joke line at the end, but then it's like Kirk can't help but have the last line of the episode, and so he he adds like what he tries to do like a topper onto the end of of McCoy's joke. Oh, what does he say? You know, like. Because remember. McCoy goes, I should have never reconnected his mouth. And then it's like, ha, 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 I should finish there. And then Kirk goes, well, we took the risk, Doctor. And you're like, what, you said <laughs> fucking shit at comedy, mate. You, fucking you killed it. You absolutely killed to, it. You, go, you've definitely, though, Jake, you've definitely had those people at gigs, though. Like, the audience member, I've definitely experienced it. Like the audience, In fact, I, oh, yes. I, a, a, an incredibly shit gig that I did recently... Um, there was another, com- I mean, there weren't many people in the audience because the bar hadn't advertised it, which was an interesting strategy. Um, <laughs> but like, and when I say hadn't advertised it, I mean, just didn't. Like, there was no posters, there was no social media page for it or anything. Yeah, make, them, make the them want group. it. Make them want it. Yeah. More. yeah. Um, but there was a guy in the front row who was one of the other comedians and... I didn't stay to watch his set. Like, I didn't stay in that thing because I decided that the the slight rudeness of slipping out was um, worth it. Um, (laughs) But this guy was just like making witty comments in in heavy air quotes, uh, (laughs) witty comments over Mm. everything that every other person said or did. (laughs) What, like trying to just one-off every... fuck up. (laughs) So annoying. I would hate that. Someone trying to one-up every joke that you do is like... You're yeah. Like, why are you doing that? Like, or just, or just someone not even one. You get a lot of people who are just restating the premise of what you've done. Yeah. So they'll just yeah, say, be like... <laughs> I can't. They'll just, "Oh yeah, because that's funny because it's 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 like that." And you go, "Yeah, that's the starting <laughs> the starting point that I had." Yeah, it's like you go, "Oh, hey guys, what's the deal with aeroplane food?" And they're going like, "Oh yeah, it's funny because like it's always rubbish, isn't it?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's that's what I just said." <laughs> <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> Calm down, man. You're still doing that airplane food bit, Jake. <laughs> drop it. Absolutely drop it. Just I can't. It's just it's so relevant still. No, um, Jay, Jay, I've, I've told you we've we've moved on. We moved on. Uh, from that. <laughs> do you think? Do you think stand-up comedy in Star Trek exists? Do you think there are? There's like yes, no, because Data tries to be one. Oh, there, yeah, there is that episode where Data goes into the holodeck and tries to learn how to be a stand-up comedian in an what? old school stand-up club. It's great. We should do that on the podcast. I was, I was um, going to yeah. say because the funniest thing would be the would be a Vulcan trying to be stand, and isn't Data? I'm not Data is basically. Well, Data's uh, an android, but he's sort of like the replacement for Spock in TNG. So right, they, right, right. They wanted like a kind of emotionless, kind of logical character, but they didn't want to make it another Vulcan, so they created the character of Data. And that's sort of the point, yeah. It's like he's sense. trying yeah. to learn how... He doesn't understand how jokes work, so he tries to learn how to do jokes, and he does that by going and becoming a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and he wears like a proper tuxedo and See, goes up and tries to do daft that's, jokes. That's funny and nice. also confusing as a premise for an episode. So <laughs> yeah. There are so many episodes that are just confusing in TNG. To be fair, yeah. And the the when they invented the holodeck idea, that sort of meant that they could just do whatever the fuck they wanted on some of the episodes, and then you end up with you end up with episodes where Data and Geordie LaForge dress up as 
Sherlock Holmes and Watson and then run around the Enterprise trying to solve mysteries together. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yep, yeah, that's... Then you just accept it because you're like, <laughs> yeah, why not? Fair enough. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I wonder whether or not the, the stand-ups like in 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 space and in Star Trek and that are doing like material like if there's like a space Jerry Seinfeld who's like hey guys what's 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 the deal with when you when you're being beamed up and then you turn into a load of little particles and then you you get rebeamed up the other end and all your particles are in a different order that's weird isn't it like you seen how many settings are on this phaser I mean, come <laughs> on three types of stun are you trying to kill me here hey I don't I don't know where he's from back on I don't know do you think comedians at the end of gigs are like rather than saying oh you killed it tonight do you think they're saying like oh you, you phaser setting 16 did tonight. <laughs> Your phases were set to fun. I hate myself. <laughs> I absolutely hate myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid we're going to have to eject you from the podcast for doing that. No, <laughs> no, no it suited question. the context, kind of. <laughs> um, shall we move on to the uh, the important questions, Nathan? Um, so, Ben, um, what we do every week is we ask uh, three important questions about the episode that we've watched. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the first important question these are these are sort of questions that have uh, come come about naturally through all the podcasts we've done so far. Um, okay. and these are things that we kept asking uh, about each episode, right? So the first one is uh, who in this episode would you most like to see wearing a fez? Oh, um, <laughs> on, I might like to see. Well, all the 60s ladies had incredible hair, so I wouldn't want to cover up any of those. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Um, Would you not like to sort of see a little hair, a little fez kind of, like... <laughs> i tell you what, safety Spock's brain. On. <laughs> oh, yeah. The little, the yeah, little metal... I think it's like yeah. the metal finger tubes coming out of there. Put a fez on top of that. Yeah. Maybe a little Groucho Marx uh, glasses <laughs> and, uh, and nose as well. <laughs> Or if you did get to see the brain, the actual brain, if they, uh, or, or if, if when they, uh, when when Bones was doing surgery on him, if they then just panned around the back of that weird <laughs> thing, and you could just see that he's he just trying to attach the, the fez to his head. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it has to be Spock's brain in an episode called Spock's yeah, brain. Obviously, hands there. Absolutely. Um, the second question is the Klim question. So a, a Klim is a space Karen. So who in this episode would you do you think is most likely to want to speak to the manager? Oh, um, which character most wants to speak to the manager? Uh, yeah, which character is a Karen? Kirk. It's, a Karen. it's Kirk. Like he Kirk is, is so ca- yeah, he's Karen-y like, in this episode. Like he's so. Where's like, Spock's bread? You've got Spock's bread. I can't believe you. Yeah. Got, me, tell me where it is. Tell me where I it is. I want to speak to the controller. He even goes on his knees demanding Ma- the manager at one point. Ma'am, we told you we don't know where Spock's brain is. Tell me where it is. <laughs> We don't even know what that is. We don't the stock brains. Uh, you have it. <laughs> yeah, and no, Bones is having to go. Look, dude, dude, she doesn't know. Leave, leave her alone, please. <laughs> He's like, no, I need to get spot. Then he turns around to the camera crew who are filming it, and they're like, why are you filming me? Stop <laughs> filming me. You're harassing me. You've got no right to film me. And then the camera crew start being like, actually, I, it's it's a public space. I've got I can film whatever I want. And then you watch it at home on TikTok, and you're like, actually, that's not true. You can't film people randomly when you want to. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Might be too meta at that point. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think I've, I've <laughs> taken that. Potentially. Uh, the, the third question, the third important question, is the one that we've been asking since day one of the podcast. It's the most important question. Okay. Um, 
and that is which character in this episode is mo- most likely to have tried to suck their own cock? Spock's brain. Got him. Either Spock's brain or uh, one of the cavemen in what looked like jean shorts. <laughs> I mean, the jean short cavemen did look like they were probably having a go. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know. Yeah, was... they didn't. They didn't have a mate. They didn't know what a mate. What well, they were. They were playing dumb a little too hard. There, they were. They were hiding something. I. I feel like it might have been uh, Chekhov and the red shirts that were waiting around that hot rock. Because I think. They, <laughs> what else they are they going to do? For... Yeah, exactly. I feel like they got a bit bored. That's the reason they didn't just immediately beam back to the ship because they wanted yeah. to use the privacy of being on a deserted planet with no other people to just have a bit go on themselves and it was too cold. They had to have the hot rock to keep themselves warm enough so that because they said it was quite cold, it was an ice age. And if they took their trousers off, they would it would it would go all cold. Um, so small, maybe it? maybe it was an actually, maybe it was something where everyone was aware of what was going on and Kirk was doing actually quite a nice, kind move for them. Where they <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't need to be there. But he was saying, okay, we're going to go up and explore this bit and you stay here for a couple of hours and, you know, just do what you want with each other. And it's like, yeah, well, well maybe we could just pop up to the ship. And he goes, no, Chekhov, it's okay. <laughs> you've got, you've yeah. got time now. You're on your own you here. It's fine. Stay there. Get your hot rocks off. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I can't, I can't be having that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought the phases the fun authority. was too it was too much, but no. How have I lost authority on my own podcast? <laughs> that's what we had to do. need to begin with. <laughs> that's that's true. We all know Nathan's the real dad of the podcast. I, I'm, I'm I'm, a... I prefer the term vizier, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nathan's the auteur of the podcast. Um, and, uh, this is just what you're like when mummy's away. You're, you're more like your role, Jake, is uh, canary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a straw man. I'm, I'm sort yeah, of. The, yeah, yeah. You step yeah. on the mines, attract the comments, and I go, "Yes, good." Knowing yeah. full well that I could have prevented um, any of the airwaves if I wanted. We we all know um, that I'm the sex appeal. That's that's what I provide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sex appeal. You're the clever one, and uh, Maddie's the one who knows how to use Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, Ma- the, the, the and Ben's the one with an actual career. That's why he's only on this once. <laughs> yeah, 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 mate. I'm, I'm just, I'm just sat here listening to the hot goss. <laughs> I just, I'm loving it. I want to hear the dynamics. <laughs> um, well, unless we've got anything else that we want to talk about with the episode, I feel like uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, but before we go, uh, Ben Kavanagh, would you like to plug anything to the listeners? Yeah, so uh, I am doing a, uh, I've got a YouTube channel, I'm doing a, a series at the minute called, um, well the channel's called Comedians Indoors Watching TV, um, cool. at the minute we're doing a series called Comedians Watch the Worst, where we are currently watching the uh, Rotten Tomatoes 100 Worst Films. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. With, it's, it's, it's not, trust me. Um, it's, so is, is that is that you and Huge Davies? That is me and Huge Davies and a new guest comedian and a new film every week, every Sunday. So, uh, yeah, if you want to find that, just go to YouTube, um, Comedians Indoors Watching TV, or you can uh, yeah follow me on all the socials and that, at Bennett Cav, and there'll be links to it there. 
Yeah. And we'll put all those links in the show description as well if you want to. Um, yeah. I would really recommend checking out Ben's stuff. Uh, I've known Ben for years and we have worked together a few times and uh, he always makes me laugh. Uh, yes. And, you, uh, you, oh. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ben. It's been great having you. Oh, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. We, Thanks for having me. No, you're, you're welcome. Um, uh, listeners, we'll be back again next week with another guest. Uh, I believe uh, next week it, uh, it will be uh, someone else uh, who is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be someone else. Let's, we, Maybe it'll be someone else. Tell you. I'm going to bury the lead. I'm not going to let them know who it's going to be. Serious <laughs> listeners, I've forgotten who it's going to be. Um, <laughs> but next, next week we'll be back with another fantastic guest um, and another fantastic episode. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You can always get in touch with us on social media at RedShirtsCast on Instagram and Twitter or you can send us an email if you want to talk about anything we've mentioned on the podcast or if you've got an idea for an episode you'd like us to walk, uh, watch for the show. Uh, you can send us an email RedShirtsCast at gmail.com uh, Equally as well, um, I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August, so if you're listening to this uh, in or before August uh, 2022, I'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every day doing my stand-up show, Neurotica, so please come to that. It's free entry, pay what you want when you leave. Um, Are you doing Edinburgh this year, Ben? Uh, Yeah, I'm going out. I'm not doing solo stuff, but I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. Oh, actually, I'm doing Character Building Experience, which is going to be a a comedy panel show, uh, a live D&D show, uh, where I'm going to be a a musical bard of some sort. I'm not sure what my character is. Um, (laughs) That's great. And I'm also working with Any Suggestions Doctor, uh, who are an excellent improv group who improvise an episode of Doctor Who right in front of your very eyes. Oh, that's um, very good. And I'll be playing they're the music very, for, for them, which is always They're very good. And and we've fun. we've got we have Lewis Dunn from Any Suggestions Doctor coming on the podcast as a guest in a couple of weeks' time as well. Uh, ah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about that then, I'm sure. But that'll be really exciting. So if you're going to Edinburgh, there's plenty of stuff uh, from the Red Shirts universe that you can go and get involved in. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, we'll see you next week. Live long and prosper, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.